Welcome to the Freight Broker Bootcamp audio experience, and I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Today, what I'm going to share with you the update is, and the question at hand is, will the new AB5 rule and legislation cause the trucking industry to collapse? All right? So we've got a lot of information to go over here. I'm going to cover four key things. Number one, and what is the new AB5 legislation, the new AB5 rule? What is it? Number one. Number two, what is the reason for the new AB5 legislation? What caused this? What's driving this new rule? Number three, who does it affect? Who is this going to impact in the trucking industry and outside of the trucking industry? And then number four, what happens from here? What can you do from here? What's the next step? Okay, so those are the four things I'm going to cover today. Let's take it from the top. What exactly is AB5? AB5 stands for Assembly Bill 5, which establishes a new rule or a new set of rules and a formula to determine if a person should be classified as an independent contractor or an employee. Okay, so that's really what it does. Now, there are, in order to be determined as an independent contractor, you have to pass three primary components of this rule. There are three questions you have to answer, right? Okay, so let's review the three AB5 questions to determine independent contractor status. Question number one, is the worker free from control and direction in the performance of services? That means does the hiring company control the person while they're working? Meaning, do they dictate their work hours, when they can take lunch, when they can take break, or exactly how they do their job, right? So that's question number one. Is the worker free from control and direction? This is a very important rule and is a longstanding rule in order to qualify as an independent contractor, right? So that's number one. Number two, is the worker performing work outside the usual course of the business of the hiring company? So let me give you an example of what I mean. Let's say you have a trucking company who has their authority. They have their carrier authority and they are an operating trucking company. They, rather than hiring drivers as employees, they decide to hire drivers as independent contractors. So they find drivers who have trucks but no authority. And then they lease them on, they become what are called leased on drivers. So they lease those drivers on as independent contractors and they become a part of their fleet. Now the challenge with rule number two, as it relates to this business model is that those independent contractors, those leased on drivers are actually providing the same service as the business that is hiring them, right? So if you read that rule, this is the challenge with AB5. Predominantly, it's number two. It's the second rule, the second question, which is, is the worker performing work outside the usual course of the business of the hiring company? Let me give you another example. Let's say, for example, uh, something that's more real world, and that is ride-sharing companies like Lyft and Uber. So let's take Uber, for example. Uber is a transportation company. Now, they do it through an app, through your cell phone, but the fact is they are a transportation company. That's the service that they are providing. The way they do that 
is they hire independent contractors as drivers, right? And those drivers have their own vehicles and, you know, they work at their own direction. So they qualify under number one, but the challenge is they are performing the same work that the hiring company is providing. So they are basically providing the exact same service. So that's number two. Number three, is the worker customarily engaged in an independently established trade, occupation, or business? Now, what they mean by this is, have they incorporated? Do they have an LLC? Are they promoting their business outside of the core relationship that they have with the hiring company? So do they have a real business or is this just a way to circumvent the W-2 employee versus independent contractor classification? So those are the three rules. Number one, is the worker free from control and direction and performance of services? Number two, which is the most difficult one under AB5, is the worker performing work outside the usual course of business of the hiring company? And uh, rule in question number three is, is the worker customarily engaged in an independently established trade, occupation, or business? Once again, number two is the most difficult. This is the one where leased on drivers are going to be highly impacted, particularly in states like California, Massachusetts, and New Jersey. All right, number two, what is the reason for AB5? Why did states like Massachusetts and New Jersey and and California, particularly most recently, implement this AB5 rule? Well, the fact of the matter is AB5 is all about money, okay? To me, in my opinion, it's all about a money grab for the government, right? For state and federal government. And here's why. Statistically, 63% of sole proprietors misrepresent their income while only 1% of W-2 employees misrepresent their income. So what's happened is this, I need you to lean in and listen here very carefully. States like California realize that by having all these independent contractors and sole proprietors, it's costing them tax revenue. And so what's happening is uh, California, what's really driving this whole thing, in my opinion, is the fact that California uh, has stated that they are losing an estimated $7 billion a year in tax revenue based upon these independent contractor guidelines that have been in the past. And that's the reason why they've implemented this new AB5 ruling. Now that, that law was passed in California. It's also passed in Massachusetts and New Jersey. And so at this point, this ruling is going to be implemented across the boards. And so you need to understand that's what's driving it. Ultimately, it's a money grab, in my opinion. The governments are broke. California's in debt. All of these states are in debt. And they're clawing in to any, any place they can. But in this case, particularly small business owners, right? They're really trying to hit the small business owners. In the last decade, the whole gig economy has become a big deal where people are freelancers and independent contractors and small business owners. And the government, unfortunately, doesn't like that because they feel as though it's costing them tax revenue. Number three is who does AB5 directly impact? Who does it affect? Well, I already explained to you a couple of things. Number one, I want you to understand who it doesn't affect. It does not affect owner operators or freight brokers that are getting their freight directly from brokers 
or shippers. So if you are an owner operator, okay, and you have your own authority and you are your own business and you are your own carrier, even if you only have one truck and one driver, AB5 does not impact you. You are not what they would consider an independent contractor in this case. You are a business owner. Okay, so there's a difference. It's also not going to affect freight brokers because freight brokers are business owners. We're not independent contractors. So I want you to understand that that's very important. Who does this affect? Particularly in the trucking industry, the people that are in the crosshairs, which I just shared with you a few minutes ago, are leased on drivers. Drivers that are leased on to different carriers who have their carrier authority as a way to help facilitate the transportation services that they provide. So those leased on owner operators, or not owner operators, but leased on drivers are the ones who are very likely to be affected by this new legislation, by this new rule. Now, right now, the legislation is only in California, uh, New Jersey, and Mass, to the best of my knowledge. But there are other states that are lobbying and moving and in, in positioning themselves to pick up this same sort of ruling or similar ruling that could have an impact on least on drivers. You know, the other part outside of the trucking industry, who is this going to affect? You know, this is going to affect the gig economy, people that are freelance graphic designers and Uber and Lyft drivers like ride sharing services, health aides, you know, uh, even salespeople in some cases, right? So there's a variety of people that this is going to impact, not, not only in the trucking industry where I explained to you, but also outside of the trucking industry. Because again, what the government's trying to do, California, New Jersey, and these other states, they'll position it as they're trying to protect workers. But the reality is it's a money grab. Okay, that's the facts. Sort it out yourself, but I looked at it. And while I'm sure there are some, some politicians and government officials that have good intentions, this is all driven by money. It really is driven by tax revenue. All right, so that's number three. And then number four, what happens from here? All right, so here's what you have to understand. As a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as an independent contractor, or even as an employee, you have to learn to adapt. So the fact is, here's what's gonna happen. There's really a couple different scenarios. Some of the people that are affected in the trucking industry, like the least, in, least on drivers, are gonna go out and get their own authority and become their own carrier, because they already know a lot about the business, and if they can afford to set up their authority and get some trucking insurance, then they're most likely going to migrate over into their own authority. No problem. That's not going to significantly impact trucking capacity. That should be a positive. Number two, some drivers will actually convert over and become employees. Some of the companies they're working for as leased on drivers will offer them a job as an employee and they'll become an employee of that company. And that will obviously satisfy uh, the ruling. They'll no longer be an independent contractor or leased on driver, but they will, become, they will stay in the workforce as a driver. Number three, some drivers will act, some of these leased on drivers will decide, hey, I don't wanna be in the truck anymore. I'm gonna become a freight broker. I already have the knowledge. I've already got a lot of knowledge, a lot of skills, a lot of contacts. Why not just pivot over, get my freight broker authority and become a freight broker and leverage everything that I've learned uh, and learn some new things and make a living that way, still becoming independent. And then last but not least, some drivers will seek employment in other industries, right? We are going to lose some drivers to this ruling. There's no question. But here's what I say. The bottom line is, while I do not agree with the AB5 legislation, 
I, I am totally against it. I do not agree with the AB5 legislation because again, for me, it's just another way for the government to fill their tax coffers. And that's not, I'm not down with that. All right. Um, but I also don't think that the sky is falling and I don't think this is going to collapse the trucking industry. You can read a lot of headlines out there uh, when, on social media or otherwise that make it sound like the trucking industry is going to collapse. The fact is that's not going to happen. What you have to understand is that ever, the large carriers that are using this least on approach, large and small carriers are going to adapt. They're going to make changes. Here's the good thing. This is an opportunity in my eyes for freight brokers and, and, and lean in because here's why. Because if trucking capacity does get tighter, and there is this disruption in the, in the trucking industry that makes freight brokers more valuable to shippers because it will become increasingly harder for shippers to cover their loads. There's been an ongoing driver shortage in this country. It's been well documented. There's a driver shortage. If this increases the driver shortage, this makes you as a freight broker more valuable to those shippers because it makes their job harder. Now, the fact is, it may have an impact on rates. It may or may not have an impact on rates. Rates may go up. But as a freight broker, rates going up should not have a huge impact on your business because the reality is, if your rate to the shipper goes up and your rate to the carrier goes up, you're still just making a middle. You're making a 10 to 20% margin regardless of where rates are. So I see this as an opportunity for freight brokers. Now, I feel horrible for everybody who's in the trucking industry, particularly the least in drivers that are going to be impacted by this. But you have some decisions to make. You can go out and get your own authority. You can become a, an employee of that company. You could start your own freight brokerage uh, or you could seek employment in another industry. The fact is there are options. And I want you to understand that if you are curious about becoming a freight broker or a freight agent, right? Or maybe you're a leased on driver and you want to continue your education, leverage the knowledge that you have and the contacts you have, and you want to become a freight broker, check out freightbrokerbootcamp.com, right? We've trained over 10,000 students, been in business over a decade, and we offer a 60-day, 100% unconditional money-back guarantee, okay? So you guys can check that out. Truly appreciate you guys being here, and I hope that update made sense for you. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I'm humbled that you allowed me to be a part of your day. Now subscribe to the podcast so we can do this more often. And for those of you that take the next 15 to 30 seconds to rate and review the podcast, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. And who knows, maybe we'll give you a shout out on a future episode.